What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Games cast. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at AOEA Jr. Finished him. Oh, yeah. Hey. There we go. <laughs> I finished Mortal Kombat 1 last night. Oh. So, of course, I had to get together a crew of people to talk about this video game. Y'all have even way more experience than I do with the game. Uh, but it wasn't just me. It wasn't just Bless. Of course, we also had to ask for my GN, Mitchell Saltzman. What's up? How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going really well. Last time we had you was Sonic Frontiers. Mm -hmm. So let, let's see. Let's see where the conversation lies on this one. All right. Mm -hmm. We were high on that one. Y'all were high on that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, high as you can be on an okay video game. Exactly. <laughs> Something tells me there's going to be a little bit more actual uh, enthusiasm for this one. Uh, but rounding out the group as well. Last time we saw him on Gamescast, I think, was Street Fighter VI, mm -hmm. uh, keeping it in the fighting game family here. It's can, I call the, can I call these two the Deadly Alliance? Oh, my God. I yeah. like that. Because Mitchell Saltzman, oh, of course, they, is like... They, the fighting game dude at IGN. <laughs> Mitchell reviewed uh, Mortal Kombat for IGN. Reviews like pretty much all the fighting games or at IGN. And then Khalif is just a killer when it comes to Mortal Kombat. And so. Can confirm. Oh, <laughs> the, deadly confirm. the Deadly Alliance. S smoke in the game, smoke in the studio. It's the perfect match. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's there we go. There we go. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in video games and all that we love about them. Of course, uh, normally this show happens once a week, but so many games are coming out, so many things to review. Um, what did we do earlier in the week? That, that uh, We did Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a review of Cyberpunk uh, Phantom Liberty that you could check out on Gamescast. But we decided to take the week off XCast to get an extra Gamescast in here to review Mortal Kombat 1. Because uh, we got codes in for that very late and very limited. Mm -hmm. uh, we originally only got one code, and it was like two days a before days release before. or something like that. So it's like, let's take a little bit more time, get more thoughts here. And I'm happy we did that because I got the time to play myself. But of course, you can watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you. But if you wanted to go above and beyond, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be. You can get the show ad free. You can watch it live as we record it. You get a whole bunch of bonus content and you can be a Patreon producer like Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, or Delaney 20 have done. Thank you all so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but I'll tell you about that later. We got to get into it. MK1. Bless Damn. you are the lead reviewer at Kind of Funny of Mortal Kombat 1. Mm -hmm. What did you think about it and what would you give it on the Kind of Funny scale? Yeah, so I think this is a very fascinating game to review because I almost want to review it from three different angles. I want to review just the game on its own by its own merit merits. I want to review the story mode, and I also just want to review. I, I want to review it from the sense of how I relate to Mortal Kombat in terms of where I'm at with Mortal Kombat One and my relationship with the franchise. And so, starting from the top level, I'm gonna give this game a four out of five. That's my official review score for Mortal Kombat One. Um, talking talking about this game by its own merits. It is flashy. It is Mortal Kombat, right? It is fun. The combat is there and it's great. The story mode is there. And I think for what Mortal Kombat 1 is as a Mortal Kombat game and as a fighting game in general, it is a full package, right? It's setting that standard in terms of what you want out of single player content. The story is really fun. The, the uh, characters are awesome. The world is still great, right? If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you got so much to look forward to out of Mortal Kombat, the video game. The fighting is dope. The new cameo system works as intended. And I think it's a great addition to making the combat feel a bit more, even even more involved than it has been. Um, you know, the, the different 
uses for what the cameo system can do i think are really fascinating and fun whether it be extending your combo or whether it be repositioning you on the stage because you, you have a uh, scorpion as your cameo and so he'll like use his spear to like pull you in to like get out of the way of an opponent right i think those kinds of uses uses for the cameo system makes it really fun and really engaging i think it goes above and beyond the environments and the characters look great unless you're playing on switch um but like on the consoles that you want to play this game on the game looks fantastic right the environments are incredible the violence is there like i think this is the full package of mortal kombat i then jump over to the story mode and again i think the story mode is a really great time there are some points in the story mode where i feel like man i wish mortal kombat one could feel like it had the liberty to go beyond um this box of what is mortal kombat you know it feels like i'm also i'm almost watching these guys have to reckon with all right people expect this to people expect these certain characters to behave certain way people expect scorpion and sub-zero to have their fight so we got to give them a fight right we got to make sure there's a god recruiting the, uh, these dudes we got to make sure that shao khan is evil and quan chi comes through and a deadly alliance comes in. it almost feels like i'm watching a franchise look at what we've seen like marvel do right with something like endgame or infinity war and go hey how do we make sure we're giving as much fan service as we can and it feels like they're doing that over again in the way that they can do with mortal kombat but i think i would have loved it more even if they found um newer and fresher stories to tell i think the story they tell here is really fun and there are so many hype moments and if you're a mortal kombat fan there's so much to love here especially for me because i'm somebody who i've played most of the Mortal Kombat games, I want to say the ones that I haven't played are probably Deadly Alliance and then um, I didn't play much DC Universe, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, but I played pretty much every other Mortal Kombat. My Mortal Kombats, in terms of where my nostalgia mainly lies, are the PS2 Mortal Kombats. And this game and this story mode um, does so much to honor the PS2 Mortal Kombats in a way that those ones never get honored. The references they make, the characters they choose to include, the roster in full, gives so much love to the ps2 and i absolutely love that and that got me hyped um and so yeah i think for the most part the story mode does its job at, be, at um, being this great this fun time and being another layer of single player content to keep you going from there i then jump into like my own personal relationship with mortal kombat because i've grown up with as a mortal kombat person right like at soul Calibur growing up i played street fighter with my friends but mortal kombat was the one that i would always go to and over the years you know, I've ventured into playing more 2D stuff. In the last five years especially, right, I went from Dragon Ball Fighters to Guilty Gear Strive to Street Fighter VI. And in Street Fighter VI especially, I've seen so much done to push the genre of fighting games forward, whether it be with the modern control scheme, whether it be with, um, like, the, um, uh, like, arcade mode, not the arcade mode, but, like, the mode where you're online and you're running around the arcade and hanging out with people, right? Whether it be with even what they did with World Tour, right? Which, in my opinion, kind of a swing and a miss, but it was something that was different and fresh, and I think they really tried with the World Tour mode. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, for me, almost feels like they're on cruise control, where it is... We know what Mortal Kombat is. Both spelled with a K. But, but yeah, cruise control spelled with a K. We know what Mortal Kombat is. We know what people expect. It's going to have the X-rays. It's going to have the EX moves, or not the X moves, but the enhanced moves. It's going to have the, um, the, the roster of fatalities and the brutalities. And they've found this streamlined version of what the Mortal Kombat format is that is expected and I think works. I would almost want them to push that further, right? I feel like I've now gone into playing somewhat of a similar Mortal Kombat game for maybe the last decade. And with that, I think you get left behind in the times a little bit where I look at something like the story mode. And again, like they've made the story mode the same way they made the other story modes. 
um, and this is something I'm stealing from Mitchell's review from IGN. Why, when I start a new chapter, do I not get the prompts on screen for what my new for what my character specials are? Right? Like, why isn't there an onboarding process for that moment to moment, even in the story mode? Why is there like, uh, and again, this is going to get into what Mortal Kombat is versus what it isn't. Uh, there is a level of stiffness in how the game moves that is very Mortal Kombat, but is also very not what any other fighting game is right now. And if you're jumping from Street Fighter or Guilty Gear or any other fighting game into Mortal Kombat, oh man, it is going to be a struggle for you try trying to reacclimate to what this game is, right? Like there's a combo system that I think is very aggressive, that I think is very um, brutal to like wrap your mind around that, again, this is what Mortal Kombat is. But I think when you're somebody who is into fighting games and you're somebody who is playing a lot of fighting games when you're somebody who's trying to transition to Mortal Kombat, it can feel very unforgiving to get into the Mortal Kombat ecosystem. Once you do, it's a fun time. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's been an interesting uh, ride this time around trying to get into Mortal Kombat because coming off of Street Fighter 6, now I'm like, man, after I'm done with this, I think I'm going straight back into Street Fighter because <laughs> Street Fighter feels more friendly. It feels more uh, open for me getting into it as like a quote-unquote newcomer. I'm not a newcomer anymore, but you get what I mean. And so my overall score is a four out of five, right? And that, again, that is me judging Mortal Kombat by its own merits and what it does and, you know, how much I, fun I've had with it. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about with where Mortal Kombat 1 is at now. So, uh, Mitch, going to you then, you reviewed it for IGN. What score did you give it for IGN? And uh, please expand on those thoughts. Uh, I gave it an eight out of 10, which is a great on the IGN scale. I think it's a great game. Um, Blessing touched upon pretty much, pretty much everything. The one thing I want to, like, kind of dive into is, like, Kind of the the difference in philosophy of like Capcom with Street Fighter Six and NetherRealm with Mortal Kombat One, whereas like with Street Fighter Six, Capcom felt like they were trying to push forward the genre of fighting games in terms of like you know the battle hub, what, like what what an online game looks like for for a fighting game, what you know a bunch of quality of life improvements, like what what can a training mode be in a fighting game? What are all the things we can add to training mode to make it the best possible training mode that it can be? Whereas you look at Mortal Kombat 1, and it, it really does feel like Netherrealm is just trying to make kind of the best version of MK based on what happened last time. Um, like, they are, you know, iterating upon story mode very, very slightly. Uh, the online modes are virtually identical between Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 11. In fact, I would say they're a little less featured in Mortal Kombat 1. Um, and so, like, I... I, I I don't want to say like there's a lack of ambition, but I do think that cruise control is probably like a good way to put it. Like Blessing said, it felt like they might have been on cruise control with this game. But even with all that said, the the big important thing about Mortal Kombat 1 is this cameo system and how game changing it is for Mortal Kombat and like its actual uh, its actual gameplay, which is the most important thing. I think that most fighting game fans are going to be paying attention to that they're going to be, you know, really diving into. Um, the fact that you have these cameos to add that extra level to your, your own personal style of play is just so freeing, especially when you look back at like Mortal Kombat 11 and like, you could figure out a character very, very quickly. It's like, okay, this is, this is my move. That's going to launch them. This is my move. That's going to catch them. This is my move. That's going to finish the combo. And you know, that's going to be my go-to bread and butter combo. Whereas Mortal Kombat 1, you have to consider all kinds of things like, what cameo am I going to use? Is this cameo better for combo extension or is this cameo better for starting up a combo? Like Frost has a really, really good far hitting, low freezing combo that you can just use out of neutral and get a free, you know, 
30% damage off of. Um, and then there's all kinds of other things they have to consider as well. Like, you know, does my cameo have an ambush uh, attack, which basically means that you can use it at any time? Or is it like more of a straight thing that you have to cancel after a, a, a certain move? Um, there's just all kinds of things that you have to consider. And it leads to a type of game where you can spend a lot of time in training mode and have a lot of fun figuring your character out, figuring, figuring mm. your character combination out. Um, so all that I think is phenomenal with Mortal Kombat one, but I do think it, it kind of drops the ball on online play and, you know, basically trying to make Mortal Kombat more than what it was before. Ka, I want to get you, uh, into this. What would you give it on the kind of funny scale of one to five? And what are your thoughts? I would give it a four, a four out of five. Uh, I think I think the game is is pretty fantastic. I think as a as MK as my main game for for most fighters, having kind of gone and bounced between Street Fighter Six and then going back to my my, my baby in in, in MK, um, it, it feels really interesting to go back and, and bounce between those two. Because I remember when Street Fighter Six came out and me having kind of just come off eleven. I was struggling a ton to be able to get combos together and get back into that old Street Fighter kind of mode of how those moves kind of interact with each other and timing and, and, and all of those things. And it's been funny to kind of get back into MK and automatically feel pretty at home in terms of my my competency and my ability to kind of like really dig into the minutiae of of what that game is. I would I would uh, mirror the sentiments of, of Blessing and team uh, and Mitch about like, it feels like they did play it safe in some areas. And I think the thing that is kind of the most disappointing, even though I'm pretty high on the game, is that for what we've seen across other games right now, it does feel like NetherRealm has decided that the ways that they want to innovate are graphically uh, in terms of the, the, the retconning of the story, which I think, you know, once we really dig into that, I think is kind of the most brilliant part of, of the game. But it does feel like a lot of those quality of life things that we have now kind of an expectation for didn't really come into to, to this version of the game. Things like how do you uh, um, pick a new character in between a, a fight when you have a, a cameo in combat league? Like you're kind of stuck with that character until you, until you lose. Uh, the ability to kind of watch other people play while you play has gotten a little bit worse in terms of uh, King of the Hill matches and things like that. So it's like some of those pieces feel like they didn't get the love that we had an expectation for. And it feels like it in, in totality kind of like makes it feel a little bit older than, than what we wind up getting. Mm. And it feels like, you know, I, I'd love to hear the, the thoughts of the rest of the crew. It felt like for as much feature richness uh there was to the story mode, it felt shorter maybe in terms of how long the, 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 the mode was. Uh, but it did give you so much good fan service that maybe that was the thing that balanced it out. At least it did for me. Um, but uh, but uh, again, having a ton of uh, a ton of fun with it, and it is now again now that I'm getting into that space and understanding what cameos can do, it is my favorite fighter of the year right now. Ooh, yeah, that's super fun. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk about this from a different perspective. I am not a big fighting game guy. I enjoy fighting games, but not really great at them. But I do love a good story mode in a, in a fighting game. And I even going back to the, the OGs of the original street fighters and the original mortal Kombat, just playing through doing the whole tower, like facing off in a more now what's known as arcade mode, getting the fun little ending stories for these characters. I was always here for that stuff. And like, even to the PS2, uh, mortal combats with uh, deadly Alliance and deception and stuff. Like loved renting those games from blockbuster, just playing through as all the different characters and, 
uh, seeing what they were going to give us. And like, I like how it all felt simultaneously important and canon and, and just nonsense and just fun. And who, who are you playing as? Is it really going to matter or not? The Netherrealm games, I think, deserve so much credit for like going above and beyond and honestly creating a brand new experience when it comes to these single player campaigns. I have been so impressed uh, from Injustice 2 all the way through to Mortal Kombat 1. And con I would recommend this game to most gamers. Like, I feel like whether or not you care about Mortal Kombat or fighting games, I feel like if you have the means to play this game, you owe it to yourself to try out this campaign because the level of production value and fun to be had from it, I think is just off the charts. Like, it, uh, to, to cause point, I, I think that it's about in line with the other ones, if I remember correctly. Like, it took mm -hmm. me about, like, six and a half hours and i feel like that's normally what they they are um but i like that i i really like it not overstaying its welcome uh i feel like it was so much fun to play the different characters i get what bless and uh, mitch are saying about wishing there was like a uh uh here's the combos for these characters that would like kind of teach you a little bit more embedded in the presentation mm -hmm. but in some ways i kind of like that it taught me to just hit start and look at the combo list because that's the way that you're going to play the game with other characters in other modes I feel like this game to a, I want to say newcomer, even though it's not, I'm not so much a newcomer, but I'm just like still not up on all the, the, the stuff uh, when it comes to the advanced techniques. I feel like this game did a really good job of making me feel welcome and like holding my hand where I needed it to, but making me feel like I understood what I was doing in a, a really supportive way. Um, having said that, sorry, let me take a step back before I even say that part. I love the UI of this game. I think it's just so clean where the health bars are, the the bar at the bottom. Like you totally understand exactly what's going on. I don't think that they overdid um, the the UI, which even something like Street Fighter I look at nowadays and I'm just yeah. like, there's just a lot of meters. There's a lot of bars and it's a little unclear what each, each thing's supposed to be. Um, whereas this, it's extremely clear where there's the health bar, there's the timer, there's the, the bar at the bottom left for your uh, specials, and then there's the cameo system that is a bit more of like a, a cool down uh, circle thing. Totally makes sense to me. And I, I just feel like it's a joy to look at and it's a joy to play because of just how clean it all is. And in the story mode, transitioning from the gameplay of the fight into the, the cutscenes is so seamless that every time I went, oh shit <laughs> like it just kept hitting me where i was like dang man i was talking to roger about this this game reminds me a lot of the uncharted series if you took out all of the climbing so it's mm. just the shooting monster closet and then a cutscene, but replace the shooting with a fun fighting game <laughs> right uh and i think that to that extent it is so worth your time this is so much fun i've seen a lot of people say like oh it's pure just like saturday morning cartoon goodness when it comes to the story I'd go one step further than that. I think that what this is, is pure, authentic video game. This is just a video game ass story that we don't get much of these days because everything's trying so hard to be so serious or so this or so that, so cinematic even. This is just having as much fun with the Mortal Kombat lore as they possibly can. Uh, and I was there for it, for every dumbass line that Johnny Cage has that's referencing <laughs> a movie, which I don't think he can say something without referencing a movie, especially in this, or every other character that literally can't have a sentence without saying the words Mortal Kombat or finish him. Yep. <laughs> it's impressive how many times they got those things into the into the writing, but it just it just worked. However, I do think Bless is right. We've seen this before. There was no moment in this game that I, like in the story where I was like, whoa like yeah. i can't believe they're doing this i could believe they did every single thing that they did 
Um, and there was some surprising moments of like nods and homages to things. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I didn't get that totally went over my head that I, the amount of characters that would pop up, especially towards an end sequence in the game. I was like, I bet you blessings popping off right now. Were you? Oh yeah. Okay. I, mean, dude, the last, I was popping off. The last that ending, of this that game ending sequence is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. It was fun and it was entertaining. I just didn't know who a lot of the people were. Yeah. So um, anyways, I, I had a blast with this game and I just want to say I recommend it to, to everybody to give this thing a shot. I mean, to your to your point, I think it's impressive though that Mortal Kombat has gotten to the point where we hold the story to a higher standard. Yes. Like how insane is that? Mm. If this Very was if like this was 2010, all right, whenever MK9 came out, this would come out and like it would blow our fucking minds. The story mode is this yes. good. It's got it, but it's been this good now for a while to now we're we're like all right, but push it further. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that I think that's where I'm at with the story, where it's like, oh man, even even as I watch it from cutscene to cutscene, like I'm looking at these cutscenes and wa- watching what's happening, and I'm like, wow, why can't the movies be this good? Uh-huh. Right? Like this is mm-hmm. presenting itself in a cinematic way that is even better than what any of the Mortal Kombat movies have done. Right? Like that's how good yeah. the story mode is. But yeah, then I have to get into that that nit- nitpicking mode of like, oh yeah, okay, okay, like I'm enjoying this so much. But man, yeah, like we've seen this before, right? Like we've seen these character interactions. We've seen it. it yeah, there was an article. I forget who wrote this article. It might have been Washington Post that had an article that was like um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, what was it? Like essentially calling saying that Mortal Kombat feels old at this point, right? Kind of saying that it's kind of reveling in the fact that it's more of this nostalgic thing as opposed to reveling in, in like being a new thing, being something that could be with the times, being something that could be fresh and new. Um, I think there's something there that. We, that maybe we could see pushed in the next game, but even with that, right? Like this is still one of the best fighting game stories that we can ask for. Yep. And so, yeah, Mitch, I want to get back to you talking about uh, you loving that. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, what was your impressions of the story mode? Uh, I like the story mode a lot. Um, I think like everyone has said, this is a, a mode that we've seen for the last 15 years. So it's not super surprising that, or, you know, unexpected that it's as good as it is, but I think it's impressive that NetherRealm has kept a consistent quality in all their story modes for throughout all these years, pretty much. Like, there's yeah. no there's no single game that I can point to, like, oh, yeah, that's the bad Mortal Kombat storyline, the one you don't want to watch. Like, they've all been really, really good. And, you know, I think it's just the kind of thing that you have to go into with the idea that this is kind of stupid. It is a summer blockbuster popcorn movie in video game form. And I think if you go in with that mindset, like it's it's really impossible to not be entertained by by what's happening in these story modes. They're just so well choreographed. They're so well directed. The acting is is really good, with the exception of Megan Fox as Nitara. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, <laughs> they they they've been having some struggle with the celebrity uh, casting. I think for like their main story mode. Um, I but, will say like, she didn't stand out to me. Really? Yeah. Like. It took me a while to be like, wait, which one was Megan Fox? And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, I See, feel like she was up there with everybody. I had a similar thing with Ronda Rousey in the last game where, like, it wasn't until I finished where I remembered that Ronda Rousey was in the last game. And everybody was like, oh, she was terrible. And I was like, oh, I guess I just didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's she's probably worse in, like, the, the character intros between the, each fighter when, when you're I've playing. I've seen clips in, of like, that where, like, her yeah. voice is, like, there's one where her voice kind of breaks. And it's like, whoa. Y'all didn't retake that one? Like, what's going on? (laughs) It's also worth mentioning, like, they recorded this during the pandemic, so it could have been, like, you know, all the the other people that that are cast as actors in this are, like, professional voice actors, probably, that had their own home situation figured out. 
Megan Fox, I imagine, like, maybe not so much because she's more of a, an on-screen actor, maybe didn't have the, you know, the home recording setup to to really make it sound as good as it, do, as it you know, should. But I don't know. That's just me supposing. <laughs> uh, Ka, you being the Mortal Kombat guy, when I think Mortal Kombat, I think about you. Hell what yeah. do you think this game <laughs> did for for that for the for the use out there like the is this going to be the mortal Kombat or is like oh man this one missed the mark a little well i think the thing that i that i keep coming back to is i think if you if you talk to a lot of folks in the community right towards the end of 11 a lot of folks were kind of disappointed in kind of the the balancing of of characters and in some of the systems that were there uh, it, you know, you did get a lot of uh, folks kind of talking about how the story was a, was was good, but also felt a little bit rote. And the 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 biggest kind of change moving into MK1 was, of course, the naming convention and and kind of going back into kind of retconning and and, and doing the multiverse version of of MK. And for me, I come back to just what could have happened within that scenario, and knowing how 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 kind of. Um, thoughtful Ed Boon and the rest of that team are about kind of moving the, the story forward. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like when you do these retcons and you kind of, you know, restart the timeline again, um, you can botch a lot of stuff within that conversation. And I think what is going to happen has made me more excited because now we have a different version of multiple timelines in multiple characters that we can then go to and look at and say, well, oh, if this character is doing this now, what does that mean for the things that we knew, you know, previously, like Johnny Cajun and, and Sonya were, were together in a couple and now they're not in this version of it. You know, what happened? Well, you know what happens to Jax. Jax Jack's hand gets handed <laughs> some business. But, you know, there are a lot of characters now that have will have and will come into their own in a different way. Like even, you know, my main in, in, in Raiden having now been kind of chosen in a different way you get to see some of those characters kind of change the, their, their, their motives. And, you know, if you go and play that person's, that character's tower, there's even a nod to his old personality in, in the previous game. So I think it just gives the space a lot of room to grow in a way that story-wise gives a lot of space, DLC-wise gives a lot of space, where you don't really have that conversation of, well, this character doesn't belong in this canon anymore, even though we had a peek at some of the DLC characters that are coming nothing is out of bounds now because of this retcon which is kind of dope yeah what about from a gameplay perspective uh do you feel like this one's kind of living up with the the, the cameo system oh the cameo system is is world changing for for the mortal Kombat uh universe i think it, it, like what mitch was talking about of like the permutations that you have to think about when you go into a matchup now are so wild because I, you can even think about it in in ways of which characters do I want to go that are off meta that switches up things because it just adds a new wrinkle to the conversation about where you want to play, how you want to play, and the, 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 the kind of tools that you have at your disposal. All of those things just makes it so much more fun for when I think about the tournament season that's going to be coming up now. We've seen tournaments every day now in the MK space that, that people are running offline, and I'm constantly seeing new tech. And that's not just because of the newness of the game, but just because people are finding stuff every day that goes alongside these new cameo characters and stuff that we haven't seen before. So the game is in a much better spot in a, in a, in a kind of much broader space that I think will also lend to bringing more people into the game that maybe have never played it before. 
Uh, I want to keep talking about the game, but real quick, I do want to take a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. Mitch, what do you think about this as a, a full package at release? We know there's DLC coming. Are you happy with what we, we have as a fighting game and what we're already promised as kind of a, a roadmap? I think Mortal Kombat in general is probably one of the most complete fighting games out there, just in terms of like this, the sheer you know, variety of modes that they have in terms of like, if you want to play online, you got ranked online. There's a really great uh, ranked system called combat league, which, you know, unlocks specific gear for your character that you earn from getting high ranks, which is really, really cool. Um, if you're more of a, you know, casual player and you just want to experience a story, there's this great story mode that you can go through. And, you know, it's six hours of a great story mode that you can play. And then maybe, you know, just put it on a shelf, but you'll have, you know, that great experience. And then if you want to keep on playing, there's invasions mode, which, uh, you know, is, is a mode that's designed for basically unlimited playing. It, it's, it's a grind. It's not for me, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure there are people out there that love just, you know, kind of mindlessly going through that mode, unlocking uh, all kinds of different pieces of gear, customizable items for their characters, um, you know, art, pieces music tracks there's so much to unlock in this game that like i can't i can't even see the end of it um and then you know there's there's the the dlc that's coming down the road that we know is going to be you know expansive not only that but there's also seasons for invasions mode where every season you get a new seasonal story you get new seasonal gear uh there's just so much to play in this game that if you're looking for something to just you know keep on grinding through for now until to like the next mortal Kombat game you've got it um so yeah bless uh, kind of a uh, same type of question you were saying that uh at, once you're done with this you think you might go back to street fighter 6 and mm -hmm. like have had your time here but then really your heart's with street fighter how much more time do you think you have here? Like, what are you looking forward to continuing to do with Mortal Kombat before you move back? Yeah, I think the thing that's that is keeping me in, and um, Mitch kind of touched on this a little bit, is unlocking the gear for the characters. That's one thing that I really am enjoying, right? The customization of it. The more you play, the more, and the more you play specific characters, the more you level up that particular character. And so if I play, if I main a Scorpion and I get my Scorpion up, right, like five, 10, 15 levels, I am now unlocking new masks. I'm unlocking new cosmetic gear. I'm also unlocking new brutalities and new fatalities. And that I think is really cool, right? Like I have this incentive to want to double down and focus in on a character. And right now I am between maining Melina and I'm also maining Baraka as well. And I play, I want to main Melina, but I'm way better as Baraka. So I'm like, ah, I'm just going on, on Baraka. But the fact that 
cool the more i play baraka the more i'm actually leveling up this character that's super satisfying and like i peeked into the invasions mode too and i'm like with mitch that that's not my jam but i do think it's it's neat how much content there is that can keep you in right the fact that you have online towers um uh invasion you have a story mode that's gonna last you five to six hours right you have like enough stuff there to keep you going and i think for me that's honestly the stuff that's keeping me in you know i think street fighter i kind of want to get to because that's the kind of game where i literally just play ranked online and i have such a blast just with the pure fighting mechanics of it i think mortal kombat is where it's at with in terms of the content with the capital k right like the content is there to keep me in and so i don't i honestly don't know how much longer i have with, with um with mortal kombat i think i'm going until that stuff gets tiring but that stuff is so good that it could keep me going for another let's say 10 to 20 hours i do want to say a shout out to uh, our boy mega ran who did the credit song oh like did he and I was like, mm -hmm. holy shit. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah I was holy like watching shit. the credits. I'm like, oh my God, yes. So that's, awesome. that's super awesome. Tim, did you have any favorite parts of the story? I mean, like the whole. Without spoiling, the, obviously. Without spoiling. Like, like the, the last hour is kind of just like perfect. Yeah. Like, Dude, I keep thinking back to like the um, Johnny Cage chapter where they introduce his oh. character. Yeah. Oh, like mm -hmm. one of my, probably just one of my favorite gaming moments right. of the year. Like really well done. Really cool. Like I mean, as, a, as a player, you already know what's happening, right? But like. The way that they stick with it and the way that they commit to the the gimmick they're doing there, I thought was just fucking fantastic. It was and great. Then I also just really like what they did with um Baraka's character because mm -hmm. Baraka is just that character where like correct me if I'm wrong. In previous Mortal Kombat, Barack has always been evil, right? Like he's always been kind of a like yeah, yeah in that evil um yep. uh, like category. He, he's a, he's a henchman character basically. Yeah, like right, usually right. he's like all right, cool. Nobody gives a fuck about Baraka. The way yeah. they utilize <laughs> the way they utilize his character in the story mode like Smart. actually got me. I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah, so speaking on characters, uh, with y'all being very familiar with Mortal Kombat and this being the, you know, 12th iteration uh, of these characters in some ways, are there any characters that y'all liked the changes of uh, specifically, or are there any characters that you're like, oh man, they messed up my, my girl? I, I like this question. Go ahead, Mitch. Uh, I was just going to say, I kind of like, I would say 90% of the the you know kind of reinventions of of classic characters that i've seen um you know talking specifically about the the 3d era characters i think lee may is is definitely a standout i think you know i i couldn't care less about lee may during the the 3d era but i think the the visual uh you know, makeover that, that she got in MK1 and also kind of her role in the story is very, very interesting. Um, I think, let's, who else was there? There. So I think Scorpion has, has probably the most interesting and maybe controversial change and like his identity was changed. But I also think like he is a very interesting character in, in particular, yeah, in particularly his, his role in the story and like with the Lin Kuei clan and like, kind of what happens with that clan and how it leads to things that people are expecting out of Scorpion is also really, really cool. Um, the one character that, and God, I, I hate saying this because paired on top of what I've already said, it's like, I'm out to get her, but I don't like, I don't like uh, what they did to Nitara. <laughs> I think, mm -hmm. I think she looks, she looks like Megan Fox in cosplay and <laughs> I wish they did something a little different with her. What about from a gameplay perspective, though? From a gameplay perspective, in terms of like, of like reinventing the characters, um, I don't really enjoy Scorpion in this game as much as I normally did. He's very different um, in terms of how his moves kind of operate. Um, 
but for for everyone else that I've you know gotten to experience, like there's there's new new tricks that every character has that uh, you know make them feel very very different from from pre- previous versions. And it's fun to discover those tricks and kind of relearn a character. Um, is what I'll say about that. I love uh, Liu Kang like being that god mm-hmm. character in this game, and like you kind of having like you feeling like a souped up Liu Kang. I thought that felt really cool. Uh, especially, like, I will say the moment I started playing as Liu Kang, I was like, oh, it's over. I'm not playing as anyone else. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. best. Oh, like, he's amazing. Because, yeah, it's, it's OP as hell. And you're like, yeah. This is all, like, especially like, his, like Fire Dragon where like he'll attach his character yeah. t- across the screen and then fucking kick so towards them. So sick. Super yeah. sick. Uh, uh, I have, I'll, I'll give like a bit of a hot take, right? Um, I don't necessarily love how much we got lore into Kenshi. In this one because mm. like in previous games like obviously like the whole thing with Mortal Kombat 1 is that it's a different timeline so we're gonna like maybe mix up a bit of their backstories I liked how little we knew about Kenshi and like we maybe knew a bit about Kenshi in the previous ones but like I've, I personally just did not know what the fuck was up with this character up until this point like he's a dude <laughs> with a blindfold and a sword that's all in like he has telepathy that's all I've known about Kenshi up until this point and in this one you get more answers on like who he is and what he's up to and then like where he's getting certain things and I'm like oh this is very close to like in the Star Wars prequels, when we got answers to questions that we didn't have, I was I was fine. I was fine like him being mysterious and me being like, oh, what happened to him? What's his mysterious past? We get answers and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't need the answers here. And so that'll be that's me. That's me on my hater raid. Um, that said, like I mentioned, right, Baraka, I think is super cool in this game. Like what they did with this character, Reptile, um, in the story, I thought was done really cool. Super well. cool. Super cool. Like. Had me actually feeling for his character in a way that I've never felt for Reptile <laughs> before. Um, and it, oh, even Melina, like Melina's role in the story, and like on the opposite side of what I just talked about with um, with Kenshi, I think Melina's explanation for what's going on with her character really fascinating, really cool, and I like how they connect it all together with like also what's going on with other characters and you know what Mortal Com- like what what's going on in the Mortal Kombat world in a broader way. I thought they tied that that stuff really well together. Call what about uh, you? I, I was just gonna say real quick, just because I forgot it while Blessing was was talking. Uh, I feel like we gotta we gotta give shout to uh, a shout out to Shang Tsung because I think this is probably hmm. the best iteration of Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat series. Um, I mean, I can say into- from a sheer performance standpoint, Homie was going off. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> if he was on screen, I was like. I am all in on this. I yeah. loved the performance. I love his vibe. I love it. Again, it just delivers what we expect. When Johnny Cage is on screen, we know what we're going to get. When Shang Tsung is on screen, we know we're about to get. I'm an evil ass bad guy. And even when I'm on your side, I'm not on your side. And <laughs> there's like a smarminess to him. Like I just, he's always smiling. Everything he says, he's smiling. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you, wh- you kind of hang on every word that he says. Yeah. One, one more author out there. I wish we got more out of smoke in the story. I really mm, like his yeah. character just in general. I think the smoke power, like his like his moves, his moveset, it's fucking insane. And it's been insane for a while. Uh, I wish he had a bit more presence, right? Like I understand that, hey, it's the Lin Kuei. We want to focus it on Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I wish we got a bit more smoke. Yuri Lowenthal, right? Oh, is mm. it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. He's busy. He's out there swinging around. <laughs> He's doing his thing. <laughs> but Khalif, what about you in terms of like the character changes? Uh, I'm anti-smoke because he has a boy band haircut now, so I can't rock with smoke. Uh, <laughs> he, he has to get deleted off the entire roster. Uh, Shang's performance is is brilliant and amazing. Like he's the only cat that would beat your ass with his pinky up, which is fantastic. Um, and I, I loved Reptile in terms of gameplay, though. I think Shang is is amazing, being able to morph between old Shang, new Shang, and be able to still take souls, which is fantastic. I think 
reptiles changes have been really good because they're really digging into his actual like lizard bag with him doing alligator rolls and things like that in the game which is which is super fun and and, and hard to play against um general Shao, actually from a story and from a gameplay perspective has gotten a glow up in a lot of different ways which yeah. i which i love uh, as well and i think the the new folks in the roster um have been really interesting i think lee may is is a character that a lot of folks played in the early betas and has gotten really, really good with i think um even from a um a cameo perspective you know you know folks like darius coming back or uh you know uh motaro coming back uh, darius really, coming really... back is wild because <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, a darius guy is like the dude from the boys the, the the really fast dude from the boys i can't remember his oh name yeah right basically a train but a train he's basically a train uh, like, it's he, funny. I forget what yeah. game they introduced him in. I know I play. I probably played as him in like Armageddon or whatever. But I like think it's Deception was he in Deception? God, everybody was Deception. When I yeah. when you yeah, when I look deception. at Darius in like the cameo character selection screen and I use him, I'm like, what is his power? Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> like, like, it feels like he's from the. He feels like he's in the wrong game. It feels like he yeah. should be in like some other video game. I don't know. It's it is, so funny because like he doesn't have any like notable powers. Yeah. But he's also one of the most unique cameos in the game because he's like the only one that like your character interacts with. Like they'll jump yep. on, they'll jump on his back, he'll like swing him around. Yep. This is uh, funny. I'm looking up uh what Darius's powers are in Mortal Kombat, and the explanation from an interview is saying that the whole point of his character was to use uh, abilities that no other character in the game used. That's right. really fun. So, yeah, right. that, there you go. You're yeah. spot on about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is this character doing in this video game? <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I combo him, because basically a lot of folks have been using Jax with, with Raiden because of the combo potential there. I've been using Darius as a as an anti-using of Jax thing. And, and now when I put Raiden and, and Darius together, I just call him Black and Mild. Uh, and just have, <laughs> and just have them, and just have them as as that team. Um, but it, but it's fantastic. I think I think a lot of those characters that we're seeing um that have been pulled into the roster and have been really good even the small changes for like characters like sindel has been has been really nice to be able to see and i think you know the the main characters that we that we've kind of known to come and love they just have this 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 flair to them now that is just very different and, and feels good um so yeah those those are the, the kind of characters I'd, I'd love to see more of and then when we start getting into the conversations around dlc stuff that's coming down the line like the, the the options there are just going to be nuts when so, that stuff drops i have a question there because I, I finished the campaign and i was yeah. like cool my time with mortal kombat has come to an end then i was like wait wait, wait. there's actually some uh, i want to see peacemaker i want to see omni man right. i want to see homelander what's going on with this and then i like went to f try to find them uh because the, the code we got had the dlc pack yeah. or whatever so i was like oh right. it'll be and then it wasn't there so i was a little sad about that mm. uh what's the deal with the, the DLC not being here, and is that normal? Is that to be expected? I think that's to be expected, yeah. Okay. I think yeah. it's more of a yeah. season pass situation. And so yeah. think of like yeah. the Smash Brothers got it. Uh, okay. character packs. I don't think we have yeah. like so confirmation the... on dates or anything like that, so you just gotta wait None and see. Yet. It'll prob yeah. probably be over the course of the next year. They'll release a new character probably every like two or three months. Um, and by the this time next year, we'll, we'll have all those characters out. With the DLC characters, is there any story sections, or is it just here's a character and, and have fun with it? They're probably not. They, yeah. probably there's there's a tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do this every tower. every character will have their own tower, so they'll have like you know their own kind of ending that basically contextualizes why they're in Mortal Kombat. Um, but that's Hell it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Much. I mean, hey, that's enough for me. <laughs> and like, I'm, honestly, I'm a little bit excited to see that because yeah, the characters mm -hmm. like the 
non MK characters in the season pass are all these comic book anti heroes characters, right? So it's Peacemaker, mm. it's Omni Man, and then who's the third Homelander. one? Homelander, right? And so I wonder if it is so like um I guess like the timelines opened into comic books or whatever. Like I think it's gonna be something <laughs> really corny like that, and that could be really fun. And so I'm excited to see what that is. At least we'll get an, an explanation. Like we did not get an explanation of why Homelander and the, and the characters from the boys were in Call of Duty. Which is really funny. <laughs> it was like Homelander uh, we'll next to some... Minaj. Yeah, basically, right? Like, hey, they'll pull Nikki into 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 MK at some point, right? She'll 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 have a spot in there somewhere. Yeah. God. Uh, as we wrap this up, do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts on Mortal Kombat One? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go first. I think I think this sets them up and NetherRealm up for a really fantastic kind of future like we talk about the roadmap in terms of like dlc stuff and potential new modes and things like that i think where they have left off story-wise gives them the most room to add any wild stuff that we want i know bless and i had been talking about kind of the technical prowess of the team and and, and the gore factor there which has been ramped up but also for our our twisted minds is not really as yeah. as, as as sick as we wanted it to be me, me and kyle were like hanging out on the discord playing world combat and, we were, and all, <laughs> like we were like game's not violent enough i don't know like i kind of want more violence out of I, you know i i agree there with uh just the the way it's presented i feel is so normalized at this point that it is a sensitivity thing because like yeah i didn't know if it was my twisted brain just yeah being so used to it or if this game just got less violent but i think this is our twisted brain i think yeah i yeah. i think it's just as violent it's just like the way it's presented in such a polished way yeah that it, right. it kind of like it, everything just looks like so there's clean an, there's like, an explosion to the blood where it's like this might as well be nickelodeon slime yeah straight you know? up that, <laughs> like, that's a great way to put it there was uh -huh. a, although there was one that that Ka, i think tagged me in where somebody like got like cut open and then their bot like half their body fell over or whatever yeah. and like you can see their inside and th that was the one where i was like okay no they still got it like yeah. they still yeah. got it but yeah you kind of have to search for it a little bit there there is a there like it's funny because you have the brutalities which are kind of a weird mashup because they also feel a little bit like lower resolution or it feels like you move from the space that is very high res and really uh um visually fidelity wise kind of like what do you have an expectation for when you do brutality it feels like it drops like half a level down in terms of what that looks like to get the animation and stuff together but that the those second brutalities and, and fatalities i when I tag blessed i was like oh this is stuff that we were waiting for yeah i was able to get this <laughs> kind of stuff but i think there's also another layer that is just missing and i don't know if that's coming is stage fatalities which is a huge thing for me mm. is a thing i'm like they've talked a lot about the kind of depth of the the, the backgrounds and, and and building those out into these really beautiful landscapes and i'm just like man that's a thing that is just missing right now for me is like that should is a, is a part of the canon that I think all MK fans are just waiting for and missing the, the greater story. So we'll as, see. As well, too, that they that we don't have stage fatalities and also like they took out the interactivity between the stages where you could like yeah. take a fucking desk that's in the background and throw it at an enemy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm, I, I, I think there's, you know, opportunity for them to maybe add that in as DLC or maybe we'll see in the yeah. next Mortal Kombat. But speaking on that and speaking even to what you're talking about, Tim, with, you know, what's to be expected out of the DLC, the way that the story ends we're gonna have a aftermath. Mortal Kombat, yeah, aftermath situation because yeah, like they leave that door open, uh, and mm -hmm. so I'm very excited to see what that is. But yeah, I think for I'm my excited too. Like I, I will say, like playing through the the campaign and for everything that it was and wasn't whatever it ended, and I was hoping that we would get a tease at stuff and getting teased, I was like, I right. can't wait. Yeah. I will be here for this. But yeah, for my final thoughts, like I'm so happy that Mortal Kombat is back. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy that it is more more MK, even though I want to see even 
more beyond what MK is currently. But that said, you know, it's still such a fun game. Um, and yeah, like I'm very excited to keep playing it with these guys. Mitch, any final words from you? Yeah, uh, I do think that Mortal Kombat is set up for a very exciting future. My hope, honestly, is that that future is something else other than a fighting game. I, I think Netherrealm is capable of really showing what they can do in, in other spaces. And honestly, that Johnny Cage chapter kind of like cemented that, like seeing seeing that like environment that they're walking through, like this really high produced movie set. I was like, man, like they could they could do so much if they if they decided to do some sort of character action game within the Mortal Kombat universe or another uh, Shaolin monks. Um, like, I just I don't know. I feel like we've gotten a lot of uh, very similar style NetherRealm fighting games over the last 15 years. And I'm just I'm I'm eager to see something else come from them. Um, and I know I've, I've talked to Ed Boon. I know he's eager to do something else, too. So I know that there's a desire within the team to kind of branch out. And I just hope that WB kind of gives them that freedom to create something new and exciting in this universe. Hell yeah. I'd be there day one for that, for sure. Yeah. And I do. Last thing I want to say, this game is beautiful. Oh, this game oh, is yeah. so beautiful. I know we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but like I'm even just looking at some of the fatalities and stuff now. I don't know that I've ever seen background environments look this good. Resolution look this just crisp. Dude, the and forest pretty. level, like the mystic forest. The shadows oh. of the lights coming through the leaves. And like even when you're in Johnny Cage's house and like through like just where all the different slats are. I mean, yeah, there's footage up this. now. Like it's everything yeah. looks this good. Like I don't the, this the is Royal one of the most visually also. impressive games Ooh. I've ever seen. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, some definitely some of the most impressive stages in any fighting game I've ever seen. Um, that that probably includes Tekken 8. I, don't, I know we haven't seen all the Tekken 8 stages, but, you know, it's the, those two are, are kind of neck and neck in terms of visual impressiveness. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are on Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, Kyle, where can people find you? You can check out more Spawn on Me stuff uh, on all podcast platforms, youtube.com slash Spawn on Me, twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. I'm also co-hosting for a little bit over on unlocked over at ign as well so doing a lot of work uh, in that space and kicking ass on combat league come get at me when you want these hands <laughs> <laughs> and mitch where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at jurassic rabbit or x if you really really want to call it that um and yeah i i i'm an editorial producer at ign i do a lot of fighting game reviews a lot of action game reviews i got a preview that i'm working on that i can't talk about right now but we'll probably be able to see it next week and wow. uh yeah that's about it well thank y'all for joining us bless you as well of course of course uh but yeah. until next time finish him <laughs>